my screen. I'm doing a screen share. And so I'll be pulling up um, different, um, you know, tweets and things like that that I'm going to be talking about at the moment. I have my YouTube channel <laughs> pulled up. So you got me on one side looking at a YouTube channel and me on the other side. It's it's uh, way too much of me. Um, so anywho, um, let's let's see what topics we have for today. Okay. Uh, we're going to give a big congrats to my buddy Navar and his new baby. Um, I'm going to talk about companies that embrace remote are winning. Talk about sending gifts, an app for sending gifts. Uh, frictionless ways to capture ideas is important. Voice to text and things like that. A career coaching service called Hire Club. Uh, before sending a potentially contentious message, sleep on it. And based on the current maturity of no-code tools, I think no-code is more important than code for my for my 10-year-old daughter. So those that is the table of contents. Now let me just check real quick that this is streaming. It is streaming. Woohoo! We are streaming. By the way, I've been messing around with my settings on my mic, trying to minimize background noise because my kids are basically continually yelling about something um, but also to have it loud enough that the volume isn't too low for you listeners at home so hopefully I got that right let me just adjust this mic a tiny bit real quick there we go if you're following along by audio in the audio podcast I'm going to try there's there's a lot of on-screen stuff I'm going to be referencing but I'm going to try to make it relevant as well for the podcast listeners. I do have my chat window pulled up, so you should be able to post a message in Twitter, Twitch, or YouTube. And I should see it. Twitter is a little hit and miss. So you post the message twice <laughs> just to be just to be on the safe side. All right. First up, congrats to Navar. He posted a tweet of his uh, beautiful uh, baby. Uh absolutely adorable i mean look at that look at that baby just beautiful and if you don't know navar he's uh really just a good dude um awesome developer uh it's funny i so saw on his twitter thing which i have pulled up here his headshot his uh background what's this thing called his cover photo is him rocking out in this like super cool like i think it's like a i don't know if it's a japanese style drum type deal but it's like how, how sweet is that, dude? Dude looks like a straight-up samurai. Anyways, Navar is a really good dude, and uh, wishing this. Also, I want to uh, I want to go ahead and uh, try to get uh, not GitHub Grubhub. I think we should send him some Grubhub uh, gift certificates uh, because I definitely know when you have a baby, it's um, you know those first few weeks, months, years. <laughs> Are stressful and things like making meals can just be a hassle. Uh, so I am going to. Well, first of all, I don't know. I wish there was a crowdsource type grub hub where we could all, where we could set up a thing and just all give towards it. But I'm not aware of one. So I'm gonna do a gift certificate for 50 bones, and I want to encourage all of us to do that as well. Um, and maybe we can get them a couple months worth of meals, right? So that they just don't even have to sweat it. They can enjoy their baby and things like that. All of us that have had babies know how stressful it is just to do the little things, just to just to just to get meals done. So, anyways, that's that is that. Next up, 
companies that embrace remote are winning. And for this one, I'm going to go over to the Commerce Hero Twitter page. Now, what, here's one of the things that this uh, Twitter stream, that this screen share is going to uh, uncover is the fact that none of the web is responsive. Like we've like we've all st like everybody that does development has been going responsive for like what five years, seven years now, and literally the most trafficked websites on the internet, Google search, which I'm gonna pull up, and Twitter, are not responsive. What is the deal? Anyways, okay, so I'm moving on, moving on. Um, so, you know, I was talking with somebody, uh, trying to figure out where to look. Do I look at the camera and get blinded by the light that's right there, or do I look at the screen when I talk, or do I just close my eyes and talk? Um, so I was talking to somebody recently, and they were talking about a, um, an agency in the, in the, um, in the uh, Magento landscape, which has really started to uh, embrace remote. And it made me think about the fact that I'm aware of um, many agencies, almost almost every agency, like everybody is, is moving remote. And, um, um, you know, there was, a, there, there, was, there was a time where a lot of agencies were like, would sort of take pride in the fact that they didn't do remote. It's like, listen, all our teams on site, we're all under one roof. You know, we, we have a strong culture. Um, you know, we, we, we do stuff together. We're all under one roof. And that was a selling point. And look, I mean, I've talked about this. I think it's a beautiful thing to all be under one roof and have a good time and have a great culture. I mean, I need more of that in my own life, right? I'm literally trying to pe get people under one roof here. I want to get people in my, I, I spent a whole bunch of money to get this podcast studio set up because there is something magical about being in the same room. At the same time, um, you know, all of those companies that were like, we're strictly on site, they've essentially all moved remote. Um, and not all, quote, remote companies are created equal. And I talked about this on a previous stream and. Um, I think I just posted a LinkedIn with this specific clip on remote culture. It's something that's hard to do, right? It's something that, um, few companies, the companies that do it well, let me put it this way. The, on a spectrum from doing remote, not so great, right? Let's say you have 20 in-house employees, one random remote employee who's so super disconnected. There's no emphasis on workflow tools to make remote really work for them. That's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum, fully distributed team. Communications are all really well done in distributed tools. Um, everything is really, you know, people can really plug into the culture. Let's say there's a spectrum there. The companies at this end of the spectrum are winning. The companies at this end of the spectrum are not doing as well, and they are gradually moving towards this end of the spectrum. But it's a question of, People that get here first are winning, you know, so if you can figure out remote culture, um, it's, 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 it's basic economics. You have a talent arbitrage. Um, and no, it's not all about money. Uh, it, it's not all about money. Um, that's part of it though. That's a significant part of it. Is it 60%, 70, 50, 40, 80? Who knows? It varies for each person. 
but it's a significant part of it. You know, it's a significant part of it in the same way that you as an agency want clients that pay more money. Uh, is it all about money? No, you also want to do good work. You want to work with cool brands, but if one client, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollar project and a $50,000 project, which one's the priority, right? Um, anyway, so it just, I was talking to somebody and it just hit me like a ton of bricks that everybody's, everybody's moving remote and the companies that are doing it well are, are winning. Um, now let me just real quick try to send myself a chat message because I am so every single stream I'm testing out these chat messages. Okay, I just sent a tweet. It did not come through. I just sent another tweet. It did not come through. Okay, so none of my none of the chat messages are even coming through to restream, which is bonkers. Now maybe it's because I need to refresh the chat uh, before I after I start the stream. Okay, that might be it. It might be that I need to refresh the chat after I start the stream. So you may be listening at home. You may have sent a number of super insightful comments in that first few minutes, and I missed all of it. So you're going to have to resend those messages. But I'm learning as I go. For tomorrow, I'm going to remember that, and I'm going to be ready to rock and roll from, from day one. Okay, next up, an app for sending gifts. So here's the deal. Let's pull up this Google search for sending gifts. By the way, how terrifying is it to share your Google screen, right? Because who knows what's going to show up? Who knows what retargeting ads are going to show up? I literally created a brand spanking new Chrome profile. No logins, nothing, completely fresh because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to get caught unawares. Again, Google is not responsive. How is this not how is this not front and center news on every major news publication in the world? Google is not responsive. Anyways, anyways. Um, so here's here's the thing. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking about this in the context of 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 uh Navarre having a baby, and I was like, you know, I want to be better about sending gifts because um, you know, a lot of times something will happen. Some occasion will happen. Somebody's birthday. And I'll be like, I should give them a gift. And then I'm like, I'm just so bad at that. Some people are good at sending gifts. I'm not one of them. Right. And so I was like, man, you know, it'd be dope as if there was an app that made sending gifts super easy. And I don't know if that exists. So if it does, I'd love to hear about it. When you Google for it, first of all, Google is such a train wreck. Every search pulls up the same. I mean, I guess this is a good response, right? I guess this is this is a good piece of content because it's it's showing me nine gift giving apps. This is relevant, right? I'd like to pull these up. Giftagram, I'm interested in. What's Giftagram? I'm listening to the same like techno song in the background. So if I start like that's what that is explore gift sets curated for all occasions 
So this isn't exactly what I want. So here's what I want. What I want, first of all, I want you all to go to use Commerce Hero. But other than that, what I want is I want to say, okay, I'm sending a gift to this person. Here's their email. By the way, I probably don't have their address. And usually what happens if somebody wants to send you a gift is they send you, if they don't already have your address because they're your BFF, they send you an email and they say, hey man, what's your address? Um, and then, you know, it's like you got to wait for them to reply. Now they know you're sending them something. So it takes away the surprise element, which is brutal. If there's a way I could just put in their name and their email and the service could somehow magically get their address. No, I'm not talking about scraping the internet for your address. That would be super creepo. That would be creep-tastic level 100. But if they could send you an email and say, hey, K uh, Kalen, or better yet, make it anonymous so that there's that mystery factor. Well, maybe not. Anonymous might be creepy, but it might not be creepy. Because if this is a trusted brand, then you'll trust them. No, that could be a phishing scheme. Forget that. They got to tell you the person's name. And that could still be a phishing scheme. Jeez, I did a thing on a stream yesterday about phishing schemes, and it's just wild. So there's some serious privacy issues here. But assuming that we could figure those out, right? Privacy, privacy is the, always the enemy of UX. Security is the enemy of UX. They're both important, so you got to figure it out. Okay. I put in their name, put in their, forget it. Let's just say I, I have to get your address. Okay, fine. I have to get your address. Jeez. Um, I, I plug that in. Now, here's what I want to do. I do not want to select from 85 different options. Because why? Because I'm horrible at that. I have no skills at picking gifts. I'll spend a half hour. I'll go, oh, would he like wine? I don't know. Is $75 the right amount or is it too little? Is it too much? Am I being cheap if I only send 75? Like figure that all out for me and make it so that I don't have to think about any of that stuff. And then um, all I want to do is pick a category. I want to have three boxes on the screen, five, six boxes. Is it a birthday? Is it a new baby? Is it a marriage? Now, marriages, you're going to go through a, a, a gift registry. Maybe this is a gift registry functionality, right? Maybe not, though, because gift registries are weird because it's like they tell you exactly what to send them. It takes all the mystery out. So there's six categories. Is it a random? Is it a just because category? Is it a uh, congratulations on? I don't know. Whatever. And then I'm done. Dishes are done. I have a card on file. It charges the card. It literally picks a gift. Now, maybe there's an approval step where it says, here's the gift we picked. Approve. Okay, fine. Right? Maybe it doesn't even do that. It sends the gift. Uh, boom. How sweet would that be? And then that would make it so much easier to send gifts. So that's the idea. If that exists, somebody tell me about it. If it doesn't, you have my permission, royalty-free, equity-free, to take that startup idea and run with it. And look, if you want to give me a couple points of equity, make me an advisor, I'm not mad at that. You know, I'm not mad at that. I did give you the idea after all. 
But if you don't want to do that, fine. You know, just take it and run with it and be selfish about it if that's what you want to do. All right, next up. By the way, I'm really liking this format. It's a lot easier to communicate when I'm not like trying to sit up and look like a newscaster. All right. One thing I do wonder is, are you allowed to like, like I'm screencasting all these things, right? So I'm screencasting some other person's website. I don't know if you're allowed to do that or not. There's copyright protections. Okay, next up. Frictionless way to capture ideas is important. Voice to text and things like that. <laughs> this is my random note. So one thing I've been realizing, like the amount of content I am putting out. First of all, I know a lot of you are going to say it's way too much, but I am, I'm, I'm trying to be thoughtful about it. Like I, I literally am paying a writer who's writing about six articles a day or posts. They're about anywhere to from 1500 characters. They're about the limit of a LinkedIn post, which is 1300 characters. So two, 300 words. And, um, and so like on all sorts of random topics and it's, it's my unique perspective on things. It's, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm just randomly generating content based on random stuff. Like, like, Hey, go write an article on these popular trending topics. No, I mean, this stuff is, is, is coming from my brain. It's not the best stuff in the world, but here's what I'm trying to say is that compared to, if I were to try to sit down and write a post myself, I would be putting, I, it would take me three hours to write. It would take me two hours and it would be an energy draining two hours to write a post on X, Y, and Z. Cause that's not what comes naturally for me, but instead I'm trying to create frictionless ways of capturing, um, capturing ideas. So I'm using voice to text way more than I have in the past. I don't know why I didn't start using it forever ago. Um, it's so handy. I get an idea. I grab my phone. I pull up my notes app. I go, Hey, K I go, Kaylin. I, well, I don't say Kaylin. I go, I, I go, remember to do frick, talk about frictionless ways to capture ideas. Boom. And I'm done. So I'm on a walk. I'm walking my dog. I only have one hand free and I capture that versus typing it in. And then I, and then I, and then I bring it up on, on the podcast. Um, and then from here, uh, my workflow is, you know, I record this one thing, right? Cause it's a stream, it's a live stream, which I think is neat. I'm having, you know, I'm having a good time. I'm eventually we're going to get some interaction on these live streams. I believe, I do believe we eventually will. Um, and so I do this one chunk. I spend 20, 30 minutes. Boom. This gets cut up into separate individualized topical clips, gets edited down for brevity. That gets turned into articles. Those are going on to LinkedIn. They're going to go on. I'm going to set up a blog. So the amount of output is not to say like, oh, this is the best idea ever. It's probably not. I'm not doing a great job of it, but I'm, I'm iterating on it. But the point is try to reduce friction. If you're trying to put out content, try to follow the path of least resistance. If you love writing and you, and, and, and all the greatest writers sit down and they spend two, three, four hours in the morning before the sun sets, not all of them, but that's a common th thread that you hear writing. And then the amount of output that they get is wild, right? So whatever format you are um, most comfortable in, again, where there's less, 
where the friction is reduced. Follow that path that when you feel friction, like how can I remove this friction, you know? And then if you can do that, you're going to get some, you're going to get velocity, uh, content velocity. That's a cool phrase. Content velocity. I wonder if that exists. Content velocity. Content velocity. Boom. Adobe.com. Shout out to Adobe. Um, I'm getting a knock on the door. Let me just tell them I'm streaming. Hey, sorry, I'm busy. All right. Kids, am I right? Okay. Um, by the way, no frames dropped, which is sick. My hair looks kind of, kind of dumb. Whatever. Whatever's. Yeah. So that's the main thing there. Try to remove. Try to remove. Uh, try to remove friction. Okay. Next up, career coaching. So I heard this on a pod yesterday. I heard this on the Indie Hackers pod, which um, I'm starting to listen to a lot more. Great podcast. And Indie Hackers is a really cool community. And so I heard this guy talking about it, and um, I can't remember his name offhand, but it was a it was a great podcast. He was talking about um, Hire Club, uh, HireClub.com, which is essentially like Uber, like Uber, well, it's like a it's a marketplace for finding. I'm gonna just read the headline: Hire uh, a career coach in your pocket. That's a great headline. That is a fantastic headline. Find your dream job with the help of a certified coach. Um, by the way, I hope it goes without saying that none of these are sponsored. I, I am never going to do any any sponsored stuff, right? Because if I talk about Karma Zero, that's essentially my native advertising. That's what pays the bills. Anywho, um, then again, if I was covertly getting money under the table, that's exactly what I would say. I would say it's not sponsored. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think this is really interesting because one of the things that – one of the things I feel like I sort of do-ish with Commerce Hero is a little bit of this coaching in the sense of like, you know, people might message me and ask me for feedback about a job or, or, or whatever. And I and – I, and I enjoy doing that. I think there's value there, um, but it's not really the core of what I do, right? The core is that Commerce Hero is a is a is a hiring platform. So it's 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 like a little side effect. It's it's a it's like a secondary secondary thing that I I do and I like to do. Um, but you know, generally, you know, we are prioritizing the. Um, my audio just stopped. Don't know why. Probably because. I don't know. I got to figure out the do not disturb settings because, um, oh, it's because they stole Spotify for the living room. Thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate that. Just messed up my whole friggin' live stream because they, they stole Spotify for the living room. All right, I'm back. I'm back and in business. Um, okay. Hire Club. Wait, let me yell at them real quick. I hope this isn't super loud. No, I'm not going to yell at them. That might be too loud. Okay. I'm distracted now because the music stopped. 
All right, higher club. Focus. By the way, to Oliver, my video dude, you, all that random stuff you can just cut out so that like this clip is focused on the higher club. So anything, any random unrelated stuff, just whoosh, cut it out. Okay, so what I thought was cool about this is that they take, um, they take the specific function of coaching and that's what's being productized here. So the pricing, this is sort of my first time. I took a quick glance at this, but this is essentially my first time looking at the website. $99 a month for 30 minutes seems kind of high. That said, uh, you know, 30 minutes, and I've looked into coaching for myself. I've looked at Clarity, I've looked at some different platforms. Um, I was under the impression that this was focused on coaching for developers for some reason. That was sort of my impression. I might have just imagined that uh, when I was listening to the podcast, but it looks like it's more generic than that. I always like niche services. So if there was something that was career coaching for developers, oh my gosh. And if it was good, like I would push that so hard because I think that a lot of people can get a lot of value from it. I've talked about salary negotiations. I think that's something that as developers, we don't do nearly as much as we should. Um, and whatnot. And I just think coaching in general uh, seems seems interesting. It also, you know, coaching can also feel a little like slimy in the sense of like, oh, I'm paying for like a life coach, whatnot. You know, the question is it, at the end of the day is the quality, right? If it's, if it's, and then, and then the other question is like, who is this coach, right? Like I've, I've literally thought about hiring a life coach before. I'm not going to lie. Um, but then it's like, okay, is this like a like the type of person you want as a life coach is not somebody who paid for a seminar on how to be a life coach and now they're life coaching you. It's somebody who is in your shoes and is a couple years ahead of you, a decade ahead of you, a couple decades ahead of you, whatever, right? So maybe they're, if you're a developer, right, that's two years in, they're a developer that's four years in and um, they just happen to like to do coaching because they a lot of developers love to mentor other people and there's a desire to do more mentoring but it's it's hard to make it work that's the other thing that's interesting about this is that if they're productizing it i assume in a way that makes it easy for people to become coaches um like if i could sign up for this and coach somebody and it was easy to sign up and the person they matched me with was a good fit who was somebody who i felt like would take my advice and whatnot I would totally do it, you know? And so if they can make it easy for the right people to coach you, then it's, uh, it's awesome. So anyways, I haven't looked at it too closely, but it looks, it looks interesting. And, uh, that's that. Okay. Next up. Um, it's a little hard to take a sip of coffee because the mic is so close to my face because I'm trying to maximize the um, trying to maximize the volume and minimize the background noise. So I'm literally like trying to get up up close as possible. Okay, um, maybe I should lean back, lean back to take a sip. Yeah, it's tricky. It's a tricky situation. Um, okay, so one of the things I talked about before I did a, a message on it was batching replies to social media. 
Um, oh, let me pull up the relevant tweet for this on screen, which I literally just tweeted before. Um, I literally just tweeted this so that I could have a link for the screen um, before recording this. So one of the things I did a thing on before, I feel all out of whack now. Okay. One of the things I did a, a thing on before was batching replies on social media and how, excuse me, how that can be, excuse me, how that can be great for productivity um, and several things. Another, another thing that I think is, is powerful is uh, forcing you to sleep on it before you send a potentially contentious mes message, right? Um, I've definitely been guilty of sending contentious messages, whether that's an email, whether that's a reply on Twitter, whether that's a DM. Um, and um, I think we've all heard that advice before that you should sleep on it before you, um, before you send something like that. But it can be hard, at least for me, it's hard to do that as a one-off, right? Like, like if I'm in the habit of replying to all my mentions and DMs right away, and then I get a message which I'm like, I think this is contentious. I'm not sure. It's somewhere on the spectrum, but I think it's fine. I'll just send a reply. And then there's, and then it escalates. It's like, ooh, I think this is getting bad. I think this is getting bad. This is no bueno. Um, and then so so making that decision on a one-off basis is particularly when you're dealing with so many messages every day. We get f decision fatigue um, between emails and all the different messages you're responding to Slack. You get decision fatigue and you're going to make a bad decision at one point and you're going to send a reply that's contentious where you shouldn't. So that's where having that discipline of I'm going to batch my replies to everything across the boards. Now I've been breaking this rule a little bit, you know, the exception proves the rule, but essentially I'm going to batch my replies to everything makes that decision a lot easier. So then when there's something that's a gray area, you don't have to think about, should I reply to this now or tomorrow? By default, you're going to rep reply tomorrow, which guarantees that you're going to always have slept on it um, before responding. Now, a lot of times if I notice the message come in, I'll, I'll read it. So it's in my brain, which is great for sleeping on it. Cause I read it. Yeah. I got, I got a message recently, which was difficult to receive and I read it and I was like, Oh gosh. And I was like, should I reply? And I was like, Ugh. and I was like, no, I'm not going to reply. Um, I, th I obviously was thinking about it a lot. And then I was like, no, I'm going to follow my system. I'm going to reply tomorrow. So, you know, waited till the next day. And again, I essentially sent the same thing I thought I was planning to send, but, um, but yeah, it was good to have slept on it nonetheless. And then also that, that window of time, also the person receiving the message also has a cool down period because if they send you the message and then you reply five minutes later, now they're still feeling intense about it and then they're going to reply five minutes later versus that cool down period, I, I think is just healthy all around. Um, now, are, are there messages that are good to reply to instantly? Yes, of course. It's great when you send somebody something, they reply back right away and you're like, oh, sweet. Like I heard back right away. 
Um, so the, the downside of batching your replies is there's less of that. But I think, I think on, on the whole, it's worth it. All right, last topic. Um, no code. So based on the, so this is interesting. So based on the current maturity of no code tools, I've been diving into no code. I was messing around with bubble yesterday. I've been messing around with Webflow. I've took a look at bountiful and, um, oh, by the way, I should mention that. Well, I should have mentioned this on the previous topic. I got a reply on this tweet, Kevin Bodwell. So true. Wish more people would follow that practice on contentious topics. I started doing this a few years ago and immediately saw more positive responses, less stress in my life. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, back to no code. Back to no code. This is so cool. This is such a great format because I can see these replies in here. Joe Brown is uh, really cool. Um, who, by the way, again, I am following you, Joe. It's just that this, I'm pulling you up in a, in a fresh, clean browser, which is why it thinks I'm not even following myself. <laughs> Jokes on you. Twitter. Um, okay. So no code. So I've been looking at, so I've been digging into this. And one of the things I've thought about, like for my daughter is I, I've been like, man, I'm a developer. Like I'd love for my daughter to learn how to code. Like that would just be like such a great life skill to teach. It'd be such a cool thing to like have that in common with her. There's so many great tools uh, to learn to code. And so I've looked at that a little bit. We've, we've, we've done some things together. Uh, we've looked at some things together to learn how to code. And there's some cool stuff out there. I now think, and it's funny because I had this discussion with my buddy Philip about to what extent is no code sort of going to, obviate the need for developers. That's a $5 word, obviate. Um, and I was saying like, not a chance. Like the demand for developers is so insanely high right now um, that it's like not even close, right? Um, but when I think about the context of my daughter, who's 10, and so she's not gonna be in the workforce for let's say 10 years, right? Eight years, 10 years, whatever. But let's call it 10 years. Based on the current maturity, like I'm, I'm looking very carefully at using no code tools to build a clone of Commerce Hero for the Shopify space. I'm almost positive I can get all the functionality I need to make it work and to make it do um, high six figure revenue, right? And so I haven't done it yet, but I'm, I'm, you know, maybe we'll run into, maybe we'll run into some edge cases. Who knows? I won't know devils in the details, but when I think about what's 10, 10 years out in the, in the context of my daughter, um, I have no doubt that, that it's going to reach the level of maturity that if, for example, if my daughter wanted to create a startup, um, around whatever she was interested in, I think no code would be the way to go right now. Of course, there's going to be developers in 10 years and 50 years and a hundred years. Um, but the types of things developers are going to make sense to work on are, is, is going to narrow, right? Like, again, I'm a developer. I was able to build Karma's hero myself. If I wasn't a developer, I would not have been able to build that. However, now with no code as a non-developer, you can build that right. And 10 years from now, I can only imagine how mature these tools are going to be. So it was a wild realization going from 
oh my gosh, like I'd love for my daughter to learn to code to actually I want my daughter to learn no code. Um, there's some really cool tools out there, obviously much more user friendly, um, and whatnot. And so that was a, that was a wild realization. Um, anyways, it's 9am already. How long did I go for? 36 minutes. Woo, darling. Yeah, I'm going longer with this new format. Um, anyways, that's all. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, I hope you have a fantastic Thursday and I'll see you.